Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Crew Love Show. I'm your host, DJ A-Star. And I'm Brian Patrick Davis, a.k.a. The Black Socialite, the POA reporting live from 285. What's up, y'all? I am your favorite videographer, HD. And we are the Crew Love Show, peeling back all layers on behind-the-scenes creatives and professionals. The culture connectors. Woo-woo! What's up, y'all? It's your girl, HD. And I'm Brian Patrick Davis, the POA, reporting live from 285. Hey, you already know. It's your girl, DJ A-Star. How do we know that? Right. Like, what? Anyway, <laughs> as you can see, we look a little different. If you're watching, we look a little different today, but that's because we have two very special, special, special. Well, you didn't even special. say what show you it was. Oh, shit. Ooh, I do this every... Okay, so first of all, they gave me some in That's a little hint. But this is <laughs> the, the Crew Love Show. Okay, so back to what I was saying. Girl, please. Ooh, we have two very, 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 very special guests today. <laughs> Katie. Alicia. <laughs> do you call your full name or do you prefer Alicia? Okay, cool. So, yeah. Not just Alicia. <laughs> so, anywho, well, for the people who don't know, and who, whichever one of y'all want to start off, who are y'all and why are y'all two here? Because I don't think y'all even to knew y'all was both going to be on here. Together. Yeah, that was a surprise. Surprise. Oh, you found out? Oh, you found out and you didn't say nothing? <gasps> oh, well, good. At least one of y'all is surprised. Katie, we supposed to be like this. See? Okay, so tell them why y'all supposed to be like this. Who are y'all? We're Team Trina. Yeah, yes. The baddest yes. bitch. Team Trina. Team I represent for the bitches. Hey. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> Sorry. That's my shit. Don't say sorry. No, my team. <laughs> and she was about to, you know, that's kicking in. Oh, yeah. Look, they gave me some NYAC, y'all, yeah, and I'm just drunk. saying. NYAC. Nyack? Nyack. Ooh. Ooh. It's okay. Nyack. A lot of people make that mistake. I always say it. Yeah. It's Nyack. Yeah. And I would never make that mistake again. So I'm drinking Nyack right now, and yeah, it's kicking in. But, Alicia. Yes, ma'am. You are a PR, correct? Okay. Well, PR is the industry. Okay. Sorry to correct you. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm a PR. You can say representative, exec, or publicist, however you want to say it. But PR is, is actually the, the industry. industry. Okay. Public cool. relations. Yes. Correct. Short for public relations. Nice. So how did you get into public relations? Gosh. It was so interesting. It really just landed in my lap. I moved here in from Ohio in 05. What part of Ohio? Columbus. Okay. okay. We didn't Why have you saying I family in Cincinnati. No, Columbus. I have family in Cincinnati. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. I used to spend a lot of time there. Neighbors, basically. Yeah. And I was still in corporate America. I was doing internal communications for JP Morgan Chase. I got laid off. I ended up going through some things and I wrote a book. That's actually how I started networking. So I started setting up my own book tour. I ended up meeting somebody at the CNN Center when I had one of my book signings there. And they're like, I love your energy. You know, would you consider writing for a magazine? I'm like, I like to write. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. So ended up working with that magazine. And the first one that I met, well, I actually had to interview them, was Divine Stevens and Akon. Okay. Let's go. And Akon, he, they just took to me. They thought I was a publicist or stylist. And I actually, that was the first project that I worked on. He actually put me in the studio with him. That's when I fell in love with music. He literally showed me how he came up with records. I'm like, oh, this is dope. You know, so it just went from there. And he started introducing me to people and it mm -hmm. just kind of grew. And 
Yeah. Now we here. What year was that? How long 07. ago was that? Okay, oh seven. Okay, so you moved to Atlanta in 07. 05. Oh, in 05. So okay. like, and I, um, okay. I opened my business June of 07. It'll be 13 years next month. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. congrats. Happy anniversary. Yes. Okay, so Katie. You on the phone? No, I'm not. That's how, that's how you know. <laughs> that's how, that's that's how, that's how you know she be busy and shit. That's okay. I be on the phone too. No, listen. It gets like from the time I wake up at like by like eight in the morning, seven thirty. Like the texts already started coming. So in. tell us, what, what do you do for the people that don't know? <laughs> so I go by the name of KD. I'm one half of Trina's management team. So most people know me for working with Trina. I've been working with Trina professionally for about ten plus years. And I, I mean, I do a little bit of everything, but yeah, I'm a I'm a manager, an entertainment manager. Um, I connect the dots, I make it happen. So what I want to know, because I'm I'm a little familiar, but even I have a hard time with it. But what is the difference between being a publicist and being a manager? Okay, so on the management side, as far as the type of management I do, because you have different types of managers, so that you know you can break that down. But see, I'm a I'm a day to day manager, so that means everything from scheduling, setting up performances, dealing with the promoters, dealing with we pretty much deal with the overall team, you know. So I may be speaking to Alicia, I may be speaking to Corey, who's the other part of management, but he he's more on the road side. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the management is the everything person because we're dealing with every aspect of that artist's career mm-hmm. or of the talent's career. So whatever you can think of, you name it, like even on the personal side sometimes. So mm. we are that the core that kind of brings everything together. Mm. On a PR scope, we are second to the manager. Okay. We handle managing images, the brand itself, any crisis management, um, any opportunities when it comes to like the red carpets, the award shows, the magazines, the covers, the interviews, the TV, you know, all of that we pretty much spearhead and manage so we are like second to what she does okay she she actually looks at the whole scope we make sure we basically manage it on our level when when it comes to their image so to speak okay Um, and then of course if anything comes in between that (laughs) where we gotta step (laughs) in we handle that too which of course like i said that's like crisis management when it's needed so yeah that's pretty much it like it, it pretty much we work neck to neck i mean honestly like we work neck to neck she handles the overall And I pretty much deal with more so of the image per se and expanding that, et cetera. Okay. I, I want to be like y'all, I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. Girl, no. I'm like, it's a lot. I already know it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like, people are making that for the week. It's just, you know, high, fun, fun, red carpet, get cute. Let's take pictures with celebs. That's not. No, yeah, I already know it. I already know. It's a lot of sleepless nights. You're up late. Like she said, your phone is up early. I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. Maybe you know she's right. Never mind. <laughs> so like how how did y'all actually get the start? I guess you could say like with Trina specifically, since that's like your main client right now, like how did you get that start? Was it like networking, relationships? Like what actually walked you into that position? So my start was a little unique. I actually my background is in graphic design and marketing. So at a print, you know, print shop, um, we did all of the service like damn near every local artist all of the clubs you know all of those different um clients on south beach and so trina i had a friend that i worked with before i started my own business and 
he was best friends with Trina's mom, you know, rest in peace to her. But yeah, so I just eventually like connected with Trina just from, you know, mm-hmm. he and I being friends. And then, you know, I would, he invited me to some of the shows and then I ended up, I actually was cool with Trina's mom first before I even met Trina. Like oh, wow. my mom was the sweetest person. So over a period of time, you just kind of like, I'm coming around, I'm, I'm showing everything that I can bring to the table. I also had, um, did somewhat of an internship at, at Slip and Slide Records. So I, I feel like it was alignment. You know, mm-hmm. I'd already been connected. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always been passionate about music. But at that point that I knew that I wanted to take it seriously, I would, you know, go to certain networking events, panels, studios, just trying to, mm-hmm. like, you know, make my face be seen as well as learn, you know, learn the industry because... Yeah. You may love music, but there's a lot to learn about the industry. And I would just try to soak up as much as possible. And so eventually just kind of all tied together. Mm -hmm. And so after being around her a lot and then her coming by my office and, you know, me throwing out ideas for artwork, because, you know, of course, it was a print and graphics Mm -hmm. uh, shop. And, yeah, coming up with campaigns. And it's after over a period of time, I was like, you know what? I'm not passionate about, you know, this part of the business anymore and, you know we were speaking about that stuff so like I feel like after a while I just lost that drive with that business you know with the graphic design and I wanted to venture more into the music business mm-hmm. and it just kind of happened the way it was supposed to and I'm gonna say this because I feel like it's just gonna come out at some point okay <laughs> um, Katie and I have known each other for a long time mm-hmm. I thought you know everybody <laughs> funny because like Katie and I have probably known each other for a little bit longer than that honestly (laughs) like Katie used to be like outside outside in Miami (laughs) we used to be like I used to be in Miami a lot and I used to run into Katie a lot like we've known each other for a long time don't get me to start in a good way though like Katie was always she was always always involved in something I don't mean like outside and she just used to be like Like out just doing yeah like uh, so I, stuff. Yeah. So when Katie has said like she's like done a lot of things and has a lot of talents, like she's not joking. Like yeah. we will always be running into each other like <laughs> at events in Miami when I would be down there because when I would go down there I would be there for like two or three weeks at a time and then Katie would be up here and she would be up here for two or three weeks at a time and I'd be like what are you doing here and then eventually she was just here all the time and I was like and then I would meet people and they would be like do you know Katie like who Camille she'll be like do you know Katie and I'll be like yeah Yeah. how do you know her you know it it gave very much so that so like yeah outside yeah because she sure. be outside or used outside. to be outside I don't Can be outside no more outside. outside used to be outside, outside but she be outside strategically right? let me say oh, that yeah. Yeah. at the right I'm time yeah. absolutely <laughs> right place. and I be inside so I don't be knowing what I'll be inside outside I don't know where I be I'll be both too <laughs> I'll be both too as far as me with Trina specifically I was actually brought on by Slip and Slide they had got a referral we had like two I had two interviews I had to go through uh, Byron first. That was the Byron. first <laughs> And then after that interview, I actually had an interview with the founder. I was brought on, on in 08. Oh, wow. wow. And, um, oh, wow. 
Yeah, I was brought on the slip and slide in 08, so I was working different projects with them. And then when they started dismantling, you know, when they started (laughs) separating the artists, et cetera, I met up with Trina. I was there actually working with Ted on something else. And I actually, she came to the studio, met up with her and talked to her. And it just kind of grew from there Mm. and been with her since. That's what's like. Being being a publicist is such a hard job to me. I feel like simply because like you like part of being a publicist like maintaining relationships with people and also building new relationships because there's always like some new shit coming around and you have to like be in a blink. You a thousand new media outlets, podcasts. You know, right now since podcasts is trending so much because a lot of the traditional media spectrums are dissolving Absolutely. you know it you you have to always be on point with yeah. them you always have to be open to building relationships so yes one of the core elements behind pr as a whole is building and sustaining yeah. relationships because a lot of yeah, people don't yet. know you know what <laughs> I mean? not yet not yet that's what it is not yet. Um, but i love well, it though i, I love the overall just in communications overall yeah um, i went back for my global marketing degree i love it it's days where I'm be like, you know what? Mm. No. Right. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I love what I do. I just want you to type in a little bit on that. Uh, just talk about education side of it. Because, like, that's often as a creatives, like, some of us are, like, college dropout. You know, right. homegrown. We didn't taught yeah. ourselves, and, taught self And not I'm getting confused. I don't also want to talk about this <laughs> side that a lot, you know, it does. You know, we see the quick, you know, right. fast, like, made it microwave. But I also want... You know, why was it so important for you to go back and get that type of education? And then how much of it was a benefit? Honestly, I did it a little different because I went to school. My original degree is in marketing with a minor in PR. Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with PR in school. I'm like, I met the Army PR representative. He was my professor. And I said, this is what you do? Oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually fell in love with it then. But at first, it was really about fashion and this and that for me. Yeah. Then I wanted to make sure that I knew all of the new trends and the new traditions and everything else evolving around communications. Mm -hmm. So I said, I don't want to go back for just PR. Let me just switch it up. So I went back for business communications Mm -hmm. and then I I picked up global marketing because I said, I want to do more global projects. Were you in Atlanta when you went went back to school? Okay, cool. And I got my master's. Oh, wow. it was interesting because, you know, trying to manage, you know, a brand and clients and I'm also a mom, mm-hmm. you know, so I I was juggling all of it at once. But at the same time, like, I don't regret none of it. But on its flip side, mm-hmm. the experience in different areas, because I don't just do music, you know, it's film and TV. It's, you know, I've worked in sports and all of that. So just being out there and grinding it out and building my name mm-hmm. also helped heighten that education let me say that Mm. So, so Katie, I have a question for you. Sure. I know when you were talking about what you were doing as far as with management and you kind of tapped on this too, Alicia, Mm -hmm. it's like there are different types of managers. You got booking managers, you got Mm -hmm. there are all different types of managers. 
But you were talking a little bit about that sort of that personal piece that comes with being a manager, too. How difficult and I'm not I don't necessarily mean with Trina, I just mean in general, like how difficult is it to juggle that professional and personal piece? Because, like, you know, I feel like just as creatives in general, as people that work behind the scenes, there are those lines that get blurred with clients, especially when you're with them all the time. Yeah. So how do you manage expectations? when it comes to that um actually I, I had a very difficult time like I would say like the first the first half of my career I had a very difficult time like balancing the personal and the you know the business side because managers we dedicate like a lot of time to the artist the brand like especially like if you're in the um, beginning stages, I've, I've worked in the beginning stages with talent where no one knew who they were, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, you may be in a, in a studio for like six hours or, you know, at an event, like just like an all day thing where, mm-hmm. so it's very hard. Like if you're in a relationship and, you know, and things like that, I feel like somewhere, you know, midway through, I had like this, Something came over me where I was like, you know, I'm not really spending much time with my family as as I should. We only have this time that we're here. And so yeah. it's just about being intentional, you know, and, and, and being mindful of that. And so now I make sure that I'm mindful of like making sure I balance that time out. Like I can't be on call 24 like, seven. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to be available. Like if you really, really need me, but like I've made it uh, a point where Sundays are not like that's just kind of like off limits. Right. Yeah, if it's a nine one one, sure I get it, but right. you know you you have to have your limits because right. I've, I've had promoters hit me up at like eleven p.m. and not a promoter that we already had a deal pending or something like just somebody random people promoters on a Sunday just got yeah. number from somebody yeah eleven p.m. Yeah. hey is Trina Villa it's like sir. Calm down. Why are you not asleep? My email address is it's right. Sunday. Yeah, and then why are you calling me yeah. on a Sunday? There's, you know, so you have to uh, set your boundaries. Even with, I feel like you know, you can have that that kind of understanding with your clients, and they understand. Mm-hmm. Listen, like you have to have that time. You know, yeah. just like they have to have their time because if you're, you know, you might be going through something with your significant mm-hmm. other or a family member, and I have to respect that. You're human, so even like. For example, with Trina, like if she's, you know, going through something personal and I know this, I'm not going to schedule an interview like on a day where I just know because we're also friends. So it's like I know, you know, when things make sense. Yeah. So So it's about being mindful. Do y'all like have hours of operation or is it kind of just like we work until Sunday? (laughs) No, um, I don't think we have hours of operations, but. You know, you have your days. For example, we have a calendar. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets okay. to see the calendar. Yeah. So maybe if there's like not so much happening within a certain like, you know, time frame, I may say, hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing this or that. But I feel like we're at that level now. You know, we're Everybody like family. Respects each other yeah, time. we're like yeah. family. Everyone kind of respects each other. And so you see the calendar, you kind of know what's going on. So if you know that you do need some off time or just a break, you, you may just let it be known. And, and that, like, let's be that. clear, like, Trina is kind of like, a, she's a well-oiled machine. She's exactly. been, it's, I mean, she's one of the, one of the few, like, female <laughs> rappers 
that hasn't maintained their relevancy with like being a producer or a songwriter that came out as an artist and has stayed has had longevity and visibility in the industry like she's one of the the very few yeah you get to know your client too let alone the team yeah Yeah. i feel like like katie said like we I mean, we are like a family. I mean, we have our moments. Don't get no, me wrong. Like we every are family. family. Um, and then we also have hard moments, especially when you know things uncontrollably happens. Even in that scope of it, we still have to be professional and mm-hmm. be, but at the same time, be mindful because we've developed also, you know, with some clients, especially long term ones, mm-hmm. personal relationships too, because they trust in you. They trust in you to handle certain things and they trust in you to step in when they can't. Yeah. And I know even with Trina, there's been times where it's been really hard for me to do it, but I still do it because I know that she can't. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's been situations like that. But of course, you have to I agree with Katie. You have to set boundaries too. like I had to learn that myself. And it was it was hard at first to adapt to that because at the same time, I was building my name, you mm-hmm. know, so. And you so passionate about right. it, too. And then on top of that, as I was building my name, I was also building my roster. I didn't want to just do music PR. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to kind of get my hands in this and hands in that mm-hmm. just to get that experience. So I had to force myself to have boundaries because I did not at first. And yeah. like I said, and then Me I'm either. a mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I and, and I still to this day, just like my son's. I've been an entrepreneur raising them their whole, you know what I mean? So I still don't even know how sometimes I did it, but Mm -hmm. you know, you do it, you do what you need to do, you know, and they're in college now, you know what I'm saying? And, and working and doing all that. So just, wait, did you say your kids in college? Yeah. They go to Georgia state. Oh, oh, I, I live by Georgia. Georgia yeah, they go to Georgia State. Um, <laughs> Since you got grown kids, I didn't think you had grown kids. I like, need to go home. One of them is going for zoology. He wants to oh, travel. Wow. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. He works yeah. at Lifeline in the surgery department. He works oh, with animals now. Up. And then the other one is criminal justice. So, yeah. That's oh, wow. I might need to call him. Thank you. Uh, you what you need to call criminal justice no. for? Thank you. Exactly. So yeah, it's about balance. You you have to force yourself sometimes. Yeah. And I had to learn. I'm I still kind of learn have to learn that sometimes like Alicia, stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just take a break. Um so yeah, it's about balance. I agree. So wait, is Team Trina, are you guys like based in Atlanta? And Trina is based in Miami. How does that work? And that's a myth. You don't have to be in the same market to be able to do with that. That's a so, huge myth. Though. I wish maybe people if you're dealing with a new ta- new talent because yeah, I feel like I you agree. have to physically spend a lot of time or be Ooh, with I them wish physically. People understood that everywhere. <laughs> But, but um, in that instance, I think more so management would have to be like more yeah. so on site. Like with me, I can pretty much do it from wherever. Ever, yeah. Publicists can work from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, if there's specific events, like right. you if will fly in wolf, for that exactly. specific Like event. if we're doing promo um, runs and stuff like that, then I make it adamant. And you know what I mean? To make sure that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just Why depends. Is that, so though? as for myself, I just moved here two years ago. Oh, okay. It's been Trina is years. a vet. So. Yeah. As for working with Trina, like, I don't have to physically be there with her day to day. Like, we talk every day. Right. We're on emails. We can Zoom, you right. know, with certain means. Uh, but the, if they're, like, you know, special events, special interviews and things like that, like, I'm in place. You know what I mean? So, in yeah. the beginning stages, if you have a new talent, that that may be a, bit, a little bit different. Like, a day-to-day manager, you would 
physically need to be there. And I I would say that. Is that because you're strictly handling the day to days or is it more so of like so you can like do the networking while they're at the like what? Why? All of it. Because then they're developing. I I hate to say it. I mean, management, especially in the beginning stages, you're almost like an adult babysitter. Yeah. And so like guiding them through every aspect Mm -hmm. of whether they're at an event. Like I've been with new talent. They don't even know how to move or exactly. You know, hey, you need to go take a picture with that person. Yeah. Say hi to that person. Introduce yourself. Yeah. So it, it is important for us to be there because we're kind of playing that role and making sure they capitalize or they're doing what they're supposed to do. And that would be hard to do by like phone. to be like the membrane between them and other people. Yeah. Because a and lot of times I know like younger artists, they be trying to like broker their own deals and it's like, okay, you, don't you need to be talking to the manager. talking to you, girl. Right. But, and everyone, and you know, everyone doesn't have the personality. Like I know some people that I've met, like, you know, talent where they can walk in a room and just represent themselves. You, you know, kind of give them a rundown, let them know who they need to connect with, speak to, and they, they got it. But yeah. then there are others that, are lost so yeah. just, right. it just yeah, helps I if agree. you're there it's relationship building too because like as the artist to the dj i always felt like you know that was a, one of the biggest things that i would hate wow that an artist that does not <laughs> like to talk to, to, to talk yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like to talk, doesn't like to do rehearsals doesn't like to do, go I on the show right. run a show and right. it's like we are the most two you know two important people that have to build a relationship mm-hmm. just like that manager that like, you can't turn around and look back, and I gotta know what you were saying. Exactly. Like, if you turn around to your manager, you can't have an eye, you know, and see your manager without the side of your eye mm-hmm. and have that look. Then that's, you know, that's something that we now for new artists to veteran artists is that their management is well off as babysitters. Yeah. Like they, they literally are babysitting social. They're babysitting their actions. They're babysitting what, what are they going to jail, trying to keep them out of drugs. Well, similar, look, similar over here. <laughs> you know, I think we run neck to neck when it comes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It just depends. Though, like, and usually, and honestly, it, it, it really depends on the situation and the, the yeah, brand or the, type the talent, talent. etc. It really just depends on the scope of who it is yeah. and or what type of project it is or what type of brand it is. And you, as you get experience, mm-hmm. you know how to handle, you can read and, and know how to handle whatever situation or whatever project that may be yeah. in that team or that artist. So, yeah. What's, what's special about this though? Crew Love Show has always been a lot like the behind the scenes. So all three of us, we are the behind the scenes crew. Right. And so we are a camp considered Considerably, like you all. So I think mm-hmm. this is very special that we have both of y'all because you're a part of a camp. And but I like, had no idea. And Katie didn't even <laughs> tell me. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. I love it, though. I think it was a great idea. Yeah. So like, I wanted tough. to know, like, more so, like, what's misconceptions of, like, being a part of a Ooh. camp, being a part, like, being in PR, being in management? Like, what's a misconception that people are automatically thinking like that's you or that's your job and or then like, you have to answer to yes. ace mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, for, so from the management side I feel like people see things happen and they just automatically assume that the management has control like full mm-hmm. control full yeah. out control just the random things like sometimes you'll see comments and they're like oh uh, why did the management let them do that and it's like girl that's well, right. we, we can't control there's that. only so right. much that we really control you know you can uh advise or suggest you know what i mean 
as much as you want to. But at the end of the day, like as talent, you know, people Mm -hmm. are their own individuals and they're going to make their own decisions. You know what I'm saying? So represent themselves the way they want to and represent themselves. And, you know, and this is not necessarily in reference to like Trina, but just talent or people in general, they're going to do what they want to do. There's no rule book that just says, Hey, well, if you do this, you know, this this is on you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What happens with management we have to play the cleanup or, you know, mm-hmm. do or call uh, me the You're dirty right. work. <laughs> yeah. When, when, you know, maybe there's a decision that that was made that we advised otherwise. And so now we have to do the cleanup work mm-hmm. and also in the public's eyes look as though we're the ones that, Oh there yeah. Yeah. Yes, we had yeah. to, uh, we were responsible for fault. this. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so, that's um, a, that, that's, a, that's a huge misconception. And, um, one of the misconceptions I think people have about management, um, this is on the side of the talent that are coming in. They feel like we're the everything person. We are not, you know, superheroes. Right. I know that we definitely handle a lot. I mean, we do as managers. I feel like I feel like we have the hardest jobs, you know, and, and sometimes the most overlooked and mm-hmm. in some cases underpaid. And so but we literally we do a lot, and I feel like sometimes because we're able to do a lot, there are these huge expectations, and, and you know, we're human as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's another misconception, and, and they're just a, a whole bunch, but, yeah, those are, like, the main ones yeah. to me. On the PR scope, somewhat similar. First is, you know, people see, they think it's just the red carpet. Yeah. One of the clubs. And really, that's not even a publicist or PR representative's job to do that. You know what I mean? Unless they're doing booking or something like that, which is a whole nother entity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to that and not seeing the groundwork that we actually put in. The strategies that we put together, the creatives that we put together, the, you know, the campaign activations that we put together. And we usually try to work with the team, but people don't don't see that part of it. They mm-hmm. don't see the continuous pitches that we send out or the continuous follow-ups, calls, emails, <laughs> um, getting told a thousand no's before. Right. I always tell people, we get told a thousand no's before those right yeses, but once those right yeses come, it's, it's, it's a row. Yep. You know, so that's one of the biggest ones. You know, they see, oh, they're taking pictures with celebrities. That's part of PR. It's really not. That's just part of what they choose to do for their social content. Right. Another one is, yeah, sometimes we are overlooked. We are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they expect us to be magicians behind everything. And usually we are if we're great at what we do. Don't get it. You know, I'm not saying that that's not what we do because mm-hmm. we do make magic happen. But we do get overlooked. Yeah. You know, you don't hear a lot of thank yous about PR representatives on the thank yous. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah. Just, yeah. just take, That's just, true. You'll you see don't. management. You'll see, you don't yeah. see that. I you don't, don't see you all don't the time. See, actually, one of those Samuel L. Jackson was probably one of the first stars that I ever seen him thank his publicist. Wow. Literally. Wow. So you don't really see a lot of people saying, you know what? I put, you know, it may be good days and bad days with her, but she may, you know what I mean? You don't <laughs> right, right, see right. that. Yeah. You really don't. So that's another one. And then, of course, you know, sometimes... When on the crisis part of it, you know, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's it's difficult to manage certain things that's completely out of your control. Like KD said, talent is going to do what they want. Business, you know, executives are going to say what they mm-hmm. want. They're going to go on social rants. We can't control that. 
You know, that's something that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't even control cleaning it up because you've made it too much of a mess to where it goes on a legal scope. You get what I'm saying? So those are probably my top three. So do y'all feel like those things keep you grounded? Do they they humble you? Because I feel like we're doing what y'all do. It's very easy for some people to like get the big head. And it's like, no, I'm Grammy's like, well, my client. (laughs) No. But like, do you feel like like (laughs) what keeps you grounded? Like overall. For me, it's really just life. Yeah. You know, I look at everything like it's not I'm not just juggling my business or clients like. It's life that keeps me humble. You know, mm-hmm. I've lost. I've gained. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, wins. I've had, you know, I mean, it's ups and downs and everything. But overall, I've had a consistent career for 16 yeah. years overall. Yeah. You know, so that keeps me humble. I'm, I'm good. I've seen I've been on a lot of red carpets. I've been, you know, all of those. I've done this and done that. So mm-hmm. that don't really make my head big. Just me expanding, you know, what I've done or what I'm doing. That would probably be my my motivation. But other than that, I'm very humble. Like yeah, Katie, Same. I have a question for you specifically Ooh. about management <laughs> because I think that this is a misconception about a lot of um, that a lot of artists have about management too. I think a lot of artists say like, "Oh, well, nigga, I need to go get a manager," and <laughs> that's not a thing. I speak about that in my. New ebook that's out. Okay, um, but yes, and then talk my, about look, look plus yes, ebook. Yes, yes ebook. So I have my new ebook. Yes, that's she out. got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All this is Katie's ebook, The Blueprint to Artist Management. Make sure you where can we find it? Um, you can find it through my link and my bio, my Instagram, MS. You know, we're gonna go through all that. Yeah, but like it's everywhere. But this is. Thank you. Um, so with regards to that question, oh my God, it, it's overwhelming the amount of times I get asked about, you know, people wanting me to manage them. Like, yo, I'm looking for a manager. I'm, you know, doing this and that. Why are you um, looking for a manager? Yeah. So, <laughs> and even with my book, like when I speak about my book, I let it be known. Like, listen, this is not geared just towards managers it's also for the artist as an artist you're going to start out managing yourself Mm -hmm. so there are things that you are going to need to be knowledgeable on you know what i mean so in the beginning stages you do not need a manager if you do not have a certain amount of like inquiries anything to manage happening (laughs) you do not need a manager the only time you really need a manager like you know when you need a manager when when those inquiries start to come in and now people are contact or asking you, when people are asking you for a manager, mm-hmm. that's when you need a manager. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not asking you, yeah. 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 Well, and I also believe in organic connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not able to just work with anybody, just anybody. Like, yeah. hey, can you manage me? And I think you're dope. And I just, it has to be like a vibe as well, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I want to get in a studio with you. Just kind of like I have to have a genuine interest or because it starts with believing in a person. Mm-hmm. Right. When you start out managing someone, especially new talent, there's no money. So if I have to if I decide that I want to manage you, that means I have investing. that yeah. belief in you. Mm-hmm. So 
I am willing to sacrifice a certain amount of time and, and dedication. And so people that, you know, unfortunately, there are some people that will take on that and not and not really believing in it. They just might see, oh, you know what, I maybe can get a check out of this or something yeah. like that. And so that's when you're going to find yourself in a, in a in, you know, tough predicament. So you want to make sure, number one, you have something to manage. Things are already kind of mm-hmm. generating somewhat of a buzz and that person or that individual really believes in what you're doing. So at that time when there's no money that's coming in, like you're not even thinking about that. I've been there. I have worked with people that, (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) some years and not made a dollar. That hurts, you know, like, but you just feel it. Your your time and your energy and your money. I I still have moments, you know, like I'm, I'm over it. I mean, I want to say you have to go through healing sometimes in Mm -hmm. those situations, just like a relationship. Like you literally go through healing with working with talent. Like you could have worked with them maybe for three years and it, something happens. They may decide they want to give up. They don't even want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't get any of that time back. The only good thing that I can say is, you know, maybe you've gained a lot of experience and in certain contacts along the way that you can utilize in your, in your next endeavors, you mm-hmm. know, and just in life in general. Other than that, it, it can be very heartbreaking. Breaking. I've had a few heartbreaks, and so yeah. yeah, and I've had to over. Yeah, I've had to like quietly overcome. Yeah. Oh, whatever yeah. happened to such and such? And I've definitely had those moments. And inside, you're like, I want to yeah. know y'all's horror stories. Then, Ooh. like being in your industries, Ooh. the industry. Yeah. There are, What's uh, the craziest are, are a few. You know, Give me the craziest one. <laughs> the craziest. It's, it's not. It's not necessarily yeah, crazy. To, exactly. Um, this one is not crazy, but like it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So, um, with Trina's last studio album, the one. So you know that was a a, a public thing around that time. We um, worked our asses off on that project. Yeah. We we all worked very hard on that project. Of course, Trina included above all. Of course. And so as speaking for myself, you know, because Alicia has her own, you know, personal connection. But I feel like just with all of the knowledge that I had gained over the years, the contacts, just me feeling like, yes, this is it. This is finally, you know, also that was um, that was like her first studio album not being signed to a major label. Mm. So it's like that one where. We're the taking everything, like, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, this is the, the one, one, like, mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're, you know, full creative control, <laughs> right. like, everything. And so, you know, there was a situation where an individual came in and, you know, they um, partnered, you know, with Trina to distribute the project. It's a long story, but just try to make it short. Some funds were distributed, you know, here and there. We had no knowledge of this. And, you know, so it came back that, you know, they had fraudulent signature, all kinds of just stuff going on that we were not aware of. And um, that was a very tough period. In addition to Trina, you know, dealing with um, her mom being sick, you know, mm-hmm. just have like, you know, your an album's coming out. And so, and it was, you music know, what that happened? she was really proud of as yeah, well. Music that it? you're really proud of, yeah. like the features, you know, Nicki Minaj, um, mm-hmm. Dave East, uh, two chains. A lot of those were features that I, you know, even like, you know, me kind of working on the A and R side, like mm-hmm. in the creative side, like, hey, we should put this person on this song. We should yeah. do this, and 
and just doing a lot of the like the correspondence, the um, flying here, doing just everything to bring this project together. We have a small team. Yeah, we might make it look like we have a very small team. So we're doing the job of like maybe six to ten people, mm-hmm. and so you you know it may take like six months to a year to complete this. There's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make during that time. You may not be doing a lot of shows. You may not be doing this and doing that. Well, you're not getting paid also during that time. So to know that someone um, behind our backs, you know, collected funds and and we were not aware and, you know, just all kind of stuff. And so that uh, and and everything just kind of went, I would say, downhill. Like they just did a lot of of really um, conniving things. And so it was really, really heartbreaking as well as they just lied. And then this stuff came out publicly because obviously people are going to want to know, well, why is the album not up? And then they took it off of the platform, streaming platform. Mm -hmm. So know that now the fans are saying, Oh, you need to get rid of your team and the teams. Yeah, they don't even like, know what's going on. They have no idea what's going on. Like something that I, we just had no control of. There yeah. are so many moving you know, parts. Moving part, there's so many yeah. moving parts to yeah. like that part of it. And then the love and hip hop and that that got brought into the whole season. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. You know, you guys want to add real time moments right but for their storyline but i was not happy about it i really feel like i went through a little light depression during that time finally like nobody knew because i'm always just so chill and cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was a like i knew i was kind of depressed when i started noticing that i wasn't like i used to know you're not yourself yeah i'm like damn how did you like snap was it just everything kind of die um, down or I feel like I went I just kind of like distanced myself and just started to um detox and like working out a little bit more than usual and just yeah. like I really I deal with a lot of that stuff on my own like mm-hmm. once I realize what time it is like just um just kind of distancing myself yeah like I will distance myself from everything that I feel like is associated with that whatever brought me into that space and so that's what I really had to do like I, I would detox and just work out like crazy because it's mm-hmm. like kind of letting out your frustration. Yeah. And, you know, I did a little bit of everything. But that was a tough time for me. I would say that was like one of the toughest times because you put a lot into something because, you know, you're going to see the rewards yeah. once. It's like, oh, it's finally done. Like when you turn your project, yep. it's like, oh, it's time to, and I worked time hard to get on it. it. Like, yeah. we, we, you know, this is the one. Yeah. Literally, that's the name of the, the album. Mm-hmm. And. I feel like he took that, he, he contributed to taking that moment. And although there were other things happening during that time that you can't prevent, but yeah, he definitely, I feel like he took a part of that moment. And that, that to me is horror yeah. story. What about you, Alicia? What was your kind of like take your involvement on that? Like how, how did it affect you? I was disappointed. We worked hard. That was, we worked hard. Like, putting out the strategies, putting out the activation. Like, we worked hard as a team. And like KD said, we have a small team. You would think it's not, but we have a small team, but we make it look like that because we're all effective at what we do. Yeah. Um, And I remember even when we was out in BET Awards weekend, we took over that whole weekend. Nobody expected that. (laughs) And we took it over, you know, and it was just taken yeah, because that was really a dope project, and then on top of that, having to deal with like on a PR scope, 
having to deal with her disappointment and mm-hmm. hearing it from her and having to try to even though I'm I'm so upset, I'm not understand. I'm just upset. I'm mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. All kinds of emotions because we work so hard. And then hearing her disappointment on top of dealing with her mom's sickness, it was a lot. Yeah. Because also trying to you know keep her motivated, and that was also you know around the times where it just was so much. There going, was a lot going yeah, on during that so time. It was so much going I mean, on. People, it was just. It was a lot. I, yeah. It was yeah. a lot. With, I see it, comments and now. Then I was about to say, and then you on social, social like, media. Well, not now, but oh, like, okay. okay, I saw, I would see comments. On social media, they were like attacking the whole team. They were, but also it was quiet about her mom. So it's not like, you know, so, all right, picture everything that had transpired. Like at that point, you know, mm-hmm. she was kind of like going through the whole, yeah. you know, process. Yeah. It was tough. Like I, mm-hmm. it was tough for me to even see it. Just dropped the album. Mm-hmm. There's a promo rollout. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how are we setting up certain interviews for you to go here and sit, you know, and it talk with this person and have to turn it on and turn yeah. off what's happening back home? Like yeah, your mom is sick. on top yeah. of that, even with that, like that was really a hard period it for just, me. It's, that was hard. hard because I had to write that speech for her. I had to write what she was putting out. Mm-hmm. And it was hard because she was in pain. Like... People have so many expectations. Like you, you, because you, it was hard. That was probably one of the hardest things, just dealing, because we were dealing with, it would happen like simultaneously. And I had to really put on my hat, like, okay, yeah, you gotta, you know, deal with all of it. Cause it wasn't just one thing to put out. We had problems, you know, with the album. It was, it was like back to back. So, I don't even know how it just it, it was a lot of emotions. It was different emotions at that time because again, we worked our asses off. Like it was a lot behind that project. Yeah. And that was her introduction to her being her own. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everybody was excited, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> so um right. that was hard. That was a hard period. And just, you know, like I said, and not and hearing her pain and seeing her pain and having to put on your hat and handle it for the public mm-hmm. for her. That was difficult, but it, you know, I did what I needed to do because that's my job and she yeah. trusts me to do that, but it was hard. If I learned anything from that situation, um, no matter what, like you need, we need to ask questions. Yeah. Even like sometimes as a talent, you're moving so fast and it may be someone that you know and they're saying, hey, you know, we should do X, Y, Z. As management, you always want to like go behind that and make sure that mm-hmm. all the T's are crossed, you know, the I's are you know, dotted like it's it's so important. You yeah. know, making sure you review the paperwork. Like I know that everyone always says the same thing, but you'd be surprised because it's like you trust certain people that mm-hmm. like this was an individual that has been around from right. you know back in the day. Even with them coming into that situation, like yeah. I know that it was something that Trina really wanted to do, and, and she yeah. felt strongly about. Mm-hmm. So That's I didn't fair. really necessarily go. You know, like do my um, background work with the, you know, the whole situation. Yeah. Like, well, you know, Especially whatever. If your client yeah. is telling you trust it. Like, yeah. we got to. No, 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 not even saying it. Like, hey, I did this. You know, yeah. Yeah. we're going to do it like this. And it's, and it's like, like, okay. Okay. Because, okay. yeah. you know, yeah. also their experience. And it was, and it was just saying, like, too, it was familiar. Yeah. I understand. Like, we. You, like you just have to ask. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what was like the deal was with a, that? Or exactly. did they send mm-hmm. us anything, any paperwork on that? And, you know, also having making sure that you're able to contact whoever that company yeah. is that, you yeah. know, 
it's just one of those it things because it would have prevented um it would have prevented a lot of that because once it gets messy mm-hmm. it's so it's hard, hard to, like yeah. i had to like i was literally people don't know this but like i would see the fans making these it would just drive me crazy hard. i would i, I would off probably it. get I off the internet well, i would have been but, probably like, like, <laughs> and i'm not one <laughs> to like, respond to the comments brand yourself yeah you know, and you have a business like it's Katie's difficult. a brand You have herself. to maintain your composure. Yeah. I'm a brand myself, and I have other clients, too. Right. You know, and they're dealing with stuff. Like, even at that time when that happened, I had a whole nother client coming from a, a booking, and he getting shot up in the car, and I had Ooh. to deal. You know, I'm like, what in the, you know what I mean? They waking me up at 5 in the Well, it was... At the same time as that was going on, and you want to respond to fans, and you want you because you just got something in your mouth, you can't do that, though. Yeah. So, or you have to watch how you do that. Let right. me say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's sometimes, of course, you're going to respond. But again, it's Bitch, all about. Shut up. I can't <laughs> do that. Right. Right. But you can't say that. You get what okay, I'm saying? Right. So, 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 for people who are coming up that are like me, like I'm a hothead, that's why I stay behind the camera. You know? Oh, I, I've repped a lot of hotheads. <laughs> but. For a person that wants to be the next publicist or the next manager, like, what advice do you have to those people to just calm the fuck down? Other than the fact that, like, it's your job, you have a client, you're that you gotta know, be like, the only reason. But I mean, yeah. what else? That's not necessarily <laughs> true, things, though. You know what like, I'm saying? How bad do you want to really succeed at being that? Yeah. yeah. That I mean, simple? I don't like, even you have think, to think that about that. If you're saying you want to be a PR, mm-hmm. how bad do you really, really want that? And do you really know the metrics behind that? Do you really know how to make sure that you have to manage and maintain that management of yeah. even your own emotions in any given situation? It's not for everyone. It's yeah. not. I feel like if you're one of those people that, I mean, if you are a hothead and you are like me, I'm super calm. I do understand that with others, like you said, you're a hothead. You not know, like all the way. Not like, like that. You know. But, um, Please. <laughs> practice yeah. you have to practice maintaining your composure mm-hmm. so if that means you know watching certain videos right. or you know um, into meditation more. studying mm-hmm. you know other people that right. may, you may be inspired by and how they move right in handling certain situations mm-hmm. um, once you practice something it's going to become habit right so yeah but you can't there's no way I just feel like with people that are like that and they're not able to keep their composure in certain situations. I don't feel like they make it, they, 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 I don't make it think they fun. last yeah. right. in this business. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Wow, y'all, that was heavy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Super I heavy. That was I mean, I've had a, a lot of horror stories, but I don't really, to me, crazy I fans. Like, man, I've had a lot of them. I've had some crazy like, fan so situations it, you know, it, that have turned me off yeah, of like it's, being it's cool It's been an interesting fans. journey with the, with the stories. I'm not going to, I had some good stories, some bad stories, some horrible stories, some, you know, sad ones, you know, like a lot of different examples. But I don't even really say horror stories. I mean, they're just experiences right. that you have to, you have to go through. a horror story for me? No, I'm not even, it was, yeah, I've had I mean, some horror stories. I mean, it's been a lot. Like, it's, it's been a, a lot. I've had all kinds of stuff. I can only imagine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. From, yeah, yeah, it's from, been the, a lot. from the artist development side, because we talk about this, me and Brian, like, we've been in the music industry. So I, I was talking to you even about movies and mm-hmm. media but also music mm-hmm. but just like if you had to drop one gem like what would you give that advice for artist development and that could be actress development you know it could it be interchangeable clients right. yeah. development. what's that gem that 
you legends have in your back pockets? Learn yourself first. The good and the bad. Learn yourself. And be honest about them, too. Learn yourself. Look in, your, look in the mirror and learn yourself. And really make sure that you really want to do what you're focused on. Make sure you know that it comes with a lot of ups and downs no matter what. Mm-hmm. You can have good days and you can have bad days, but you're still that brand. Mm-hmm. So learn yourself and fully learn yourself, even as you grow in that career. You know, so that would be my, my number one thing. I mean, I, I could go a list, go on and on, but mm-hmm. learn yourself and learn that business. Don't just depend on just the team. Learn the business. Like, and I'm not saying that you'll have a lot of time to do that while you're, but right. you can, you make time for what you want to truth be told, no matter what. Learn the business. That's a fact. <laughs> Same thing. Learn yourself. I'm always preaching that the knowledge, make sure you get the basic knowledge. I'm not saying you have to know every aspect of the business, but learn the business. Like there's so many different videos, mm-hmm. ebooks, <laughs> um, you know, try to connect with people. I know sometimes it's not as easy because there are times when people aren't as welcoming. I didn't have a mentor coming into the business, which is why I feel it's important that I now mentor others. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah, if you can find someone that's already in the business, you know, right. maybe shadow them as an artist, like you can shadow whether you're going to the studio and just shadowing an engineer, like mm-hmm. learning and soaking up as much information as possible and have a job, like a side job, because nobody really mm-hmm. wants to like there's this whole idea like, oh, well, you know, can't have a job right now. Like you can have a yeah, job, somewhat have, of a right, job. You need right. money. Yeah. Managers are not your investors. Right. Let's be clear. Yeah. Like. We don't have to pay for it. <laughs> right. Like we're not really obligated that to pay for it's anything. It's not a part of management. It's right, not a all. part of the job. Right. We are not your whatever. Petty we're not cash. your employers. We are not obligated to pay for anything. Yeah. Right. So if you can Managers keep a side job, be taking a percentage away. Right. So, yeah, we, we we're literally like so in the beginning when you're not generating any funds. There are things that need to happen. Yeah. It's, it's not okay my job to pay for it. Right. Service at home. And now if right. I feel I like, you know, if I have it like that floor. and I just, yeah. you know, want to go ahead right. and take and care of something, mm-hmm. and, you know, if I can do it, of course. But you're not that obligated person, to I'm do not it, obligated. Right. And, yeah. I, yeah. and I feel like sometimes people just, you know, you can balance your time out. Like there are 24 hours in a day. If you need to have a job that you, where you work six hours, you get your check. You need to invest your money. This is your yeah, passion. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to drive it, help drive it right. for you. So right. that's a big thing. Yeah. Get a job. So what's next for Team Trina? There's a lot. There's I feel like right now. Actually, what's what's next it's for y'all Katie individually? Yes. Yeah. Y'all got to tell us Trina business, but y'all tell us right. so, business. Well, I said Team Trina. I didn't say Trina. Oh. Wow. Damn. Y'all, Katie and Alicia. <laughs> yes. So um, that's they call right. themselves. So I feel like, honestly, like, like speaking for myself, I feel like I've dedicated a lot of myself to the industry. And and so right now I am really just working on my personal brand and my personal life. Like I I want to get married. I hope to have a child one day. Like, you know, like I feel like there has been a lot of time that, that I dedicated so much of time dedicated to the business and not to say that I didn't always have like a relationship, but I feel like just doing more of the me time stuff yeah, as well KD as family time. stuff, yeah. you know, like 
I want to spend a lot more time with my mom, you know, mm-hmm. go on some trips with her and my dad. My dad lives overseas, so it's been it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes getting over to him to spend time with him. And so, like, that's one of my things, you know, and yeah. also building my brand outside of working with Trina and working with this individual. So, yeah, I want to. And you got the ebook. A lot more you got that. In the ebook. For the camera. Right yes, there. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, where can people find you at, too? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at MSKD, number two, letter U. Well, not the same thing on Twitter, but you can Google me. Everything's yes. there. Google me, baby. Google me, baby. Google me, baby. I mean, I'm just saying. Google me. That's MSKD find to you. Miss KD to you. Yes. I love that. Ho. Okay, yeah. That part. <laughs> Author. Manager. As far as me, somewhat same. I, I feel like I've dedicated so much to clients that I've forgot about my brand, me, mm-hmm. as the driving force of my brand. Like, I've done a lot of amazing campaigns, and that's where I'm focused on is focusing on my brand and expanding that. Then on top of that, my other passions. Like, I'm, I'm very creative. Like, I just got certified in interior design. Oh, but okay. I'm not even yeah, kind. I'm almost done with my real estate classes so I can take my steps. That's what's up. Um, I want to get creative in that scope because I love doing that on the side. Putting out more books. Like, I have an ebook out as well in Perfectly Perfect Pitching, mm. All Things Pitching. Um, I have a webinar coming up July 15th. Everybody always asks me about pitching. So I said, you know what? No problem. Right. It's my first one I've ever did. So I'm excited about that. But just really focusing on Alicia, more of what Alicia wants outside of just what clients want. And where can people find Alicia? A-L-E-E-S-H-A-C-P-R on every platform. Alicia C-P-R. Okay. I, I see what you did there. CPR, like. Yes. Right. Okay. You know what? Okay, I got you. You know what? I got you. I mean, but my last name is Carter, so. Oh, okay. So you did three things there. A triple entendre. Love that. I'm so glad. It had to be the publicist. Lord. You know what? Well, you guys, that wraps up. This is our finale, I think. Are we saying that? No. It was a We're pleasure. We're not supposed to say that. Well, this is the last oh. one that we film in. If it's, a, if it's the ninth or the eighth or the tenth one, oh well. Matthew over here talking about some. It is what it is. It is. Y'all go out. Make sure you subscribe, follow, like, share. Yes. Follow these two amazing yes. asses. Yes. Y'all dropped some gems. I, heard, I learned some things yes. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 It was a pleasure we coming on, on here. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed Katie. We need to so do this. Y'all gotta come See? back. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Again, I actually like that. Right. Yeah. It was a vibe. A vibe. Listen. You heard it here. Yes. The Crew Love Show. Bye, the y'all. Thank you. Love Peace, show. nigga. Let's go. That was so much fun, y'all. Yes, yes that was crazy. Yes. I love that. And if you loved it, too, make sure you follow me, Brian Patrick Davis, at Black Socialite on all social platforms. And your girl, Ace, at DJ Ace Star on everything. And make sure y'all follow HD. That's me, at Iconofilm. And if you like what you heard, you know what you got to do. It's at Crew Love Show. Make sure you share it. Send it to somebody. Put it in a DMs. You know what to do. Drop a gem on them. Like, share, and subscribe. And if you didn't catch all of that, make sure you just look at the show notes. It's all in the deeds. Yay. All right. Bye, y'all. We got to go back to work. Peace. The Crew Love Show. Let's go.